Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What it is, fellas? It's Tyrus and the Wise Men. What's going on, fellas? Feeling real wise. <laughs> I uh, I had a special guest today, but her schedule got cut up. Judge Janine was going to join us to talk wrestling in her new book. What? Oh, oh. oh sweet Judgey Jean. I love her. Yeah, we got Big Come League, on. though. <clears throat> so, uh, do we have a wrestling protocol from when we have a guest who's not a wrestler on the show? Yeah, I think it's kind of, we have to treat I, it. Yeah, I think we kind of, like, maybe we need to lay the ground rules. Kids' gloves, I'd say. So, like, I think we blend blend the fourth wall a little bit with the reality. Right. So it's not completely, I just don't like when people think it's just so orchestrated and, quote, fake, when so much yeah, is we improv don't... and so much is physical. So, like, you know, I would kind of, like, you have Simulated combat. You know? Incense, yes. Yeah. But we've we've also always been really good about asking questions and wanting to find out information about our guests and not consume them with just ourselves. Well, you guys have. Yeah. Let's let's be honest. So I um I saw Bobby uh a Gorilla Monsoon Bobby Heenan clip today for Father's Day. And uh it was I couldn't stop laughing. So he's asking Bobby Heenan what he got for Father's Day, and um, Heenan goes on this uh, just rant about how every Father's Day he doesn't get anything, nothing on Father's Day, <laughs> but on Mother's Day his mom always buys him a car. And his his no good father has never bought him a gift on Father's Day. He was the best. Like uh, and and literally Gorilla just played it so well. And I was just I was just dying laughing. That and I didn't know that uh Aretha Franklin and Gorilla Monsoon had heat. I had no idea. No way, really? So what's the heat? I, I don't know. Uh, and maybe maybe someone out there can riddle me this. So uh, primetime uh, wrestling comes on, and uh, Bobby Heenan and, and uh, Gorilla Monsoon are the hosts, and they're talking about uh, the spectacular uh, event, which was WrestleMania three. And he was Gorilla Monsoon was giving all kinds of uh, credit to like Bob Euchre and um, one lady uh, Hart, I believe it was, that gave the interviews and. And uh, then Bobby goes, and let's not forget about Aretha Franklin. He goes, that's something left to be desired. I don't want to get into Like Gorilla Monsoon, who's the consummate babyface, had big issues with Aretha Franklin. I don't – I remember – I thought she killed it, 
Rest her soul. I thought she did a great job. Yeah, yeah. she sung. Yeah, I, th- I thought she opened the show. <laughs> I mean, that, that to me is just like, you know what? Like, because you can picture that, right? And like, we've all okay, you know, backstage at those big events, and um, and that was yeah, so that was at the Silverdome, right, Pontiac, Michigan. Yeah. So that would have been equivalent to like again, like the bigger kind of football stadiums that we've done. Was it ninety thousand people? It was a record at the time that showed up for WrestleMania three. And like, could you just picture Monsoon standing there smoking a cigarette, hands in his pockets, being like, "Ah, we should have booked Liberace to play or whatever, something like that." Like that, that just that that image of mine. That like, you know, we have the Queen of Soul, who is again, who is not an Aretha fan, but yet again, Monsoon, like, no. Not not what we had in mind. That's uh Yeah, how do you how do you it, not like her but I, I didn't I I uh I even watched it back. She just sang. It's not like she got on the mic and was like, wrestling sucks. <laughs> you know, like I gotta I watched that clip and I was like, I didn't know that it, was she a heel? Did, maybe back. Did she have a like, let's go yeah. Andre the Giant shirt on? <laughs> or like Thought it was, like yeah maybe she kind of disrespected wrestling and Monsoon heard it and he was like nope nope you know well, maybe out. hey now we got to look at it the other way maybe Monsoon was the dick here and and overreacted maybe you know we we got to look we at don't it know this is it's a mystery and you know what okay. this is something I want to talk that? about today and it, it, it leads into it, right? Even like with the whole, how, like, do we have protocol for a non-wrestling guest? I was at an event. It was a charity event where one of our former colleagues, Simon Dean, Mike Bucci, Nova, it was called Let's Dance Louisville, and it was a dance competition to feed the, uh, the homeless. So you had a local celebrity paired with a professional dancer, yada, yada. You guys get it. Now, there's three judges that judge the competition, and um, Jennifer Lawrence's mother was there. Uh, dancing, competing, did a cartwheel. It was actually phenomenal. But I was at a table with non-wrestling people. And as Mike did, what you know, we all do in certain situations, when we get a live mic in front of an audience, you know, the, the wrestler in us cannot help but come out a little bit. And, you know, the subject matter was pretty deep, but I, I could kind of tell there was a little emphasis, you know, being placed on things. And I'm going, oh, my God. But there wasn't a dry eye in the place. People were like getting emotional because these, these are all non-wrestling people and crying, but knowing Mike the way I do, you know, working the whole he, crowd. Yeah. But in not that what he was saying was true. He just knew how to say it. And there was that kind of like that cynical part of me that was like, Oh yeah, huh, there we go. But again, he did a great job. He won. And, uh, and again, not that anything he didn't say was right. No, was no, 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 no. He knows how to, to take the crowd on an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, but the problem is I was at the table and at one point I went, ha! And people looked at me <laughs> like I was an idiot. I'm going, oh God. So I had to make <laughs> it But it's just, again, like in when you're in kind of any kind of group, right? Like this, um, you know, a specific group that you have shared experiences. Uh, you know, I, I say fraternal. I mean, fraternal, whatever, sorority, whatever it is. Um, it's just interesting because like you, you have these, you know, similar circumstances outside people can't relate to. And when you're around people, not in the group, you have to mind your P's and Q's. Right. Or do you? 
<laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was asked to dance next year, so maybe I was right. I don't know. So the, all this story was because, okay, now the story, I'm sitting here listening to you tell this unselfish story, and I'm waiting for the hook, and oh, there's the hook. You dragged this out to let us know that you're going to be dancing in this competition next year. You saw somebody get you saw somebody get gold, and you just couldn't live with it. Hey, he did a skit from The Princess Bride. I mean, there was a thing, and all I'm saying next year is dirty dancing. I'm going to be Patrick Swayze. <laughs> See, that's what that, it was really a, about. So you just got to read through I've the got lines. a horrible visual of that, too, though, and it'll probably work. Who are you going to that find said, to, to look like Patrick Swayze to dance with you? <laughs> no, 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 no. There will be a female counterpart. Um, all good. That's a fair Around question. I don't think that was on line, EZ3. I think that was a fair question. I agree. Yeah, yeah. quite fair. Well, being this gentleman I am, you never know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you, you got to think outside the box, man. Yep. You know, it's not like you can repeat the Princess Bride speech. No, not at all. I mean, that's that's hard to that's a tough act to follow. What if he comes back with the same exact winning uh, momentum he had this year? Is it a showdown? Is it a feud? Oh no, it's not like he's not coming back. It's like once you do this, you win, and then you go. You know, you 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 graciously uh, abstain from competing. So you don't return you for your crown. No, no, you actually present the crown. The following year. Oh, so that's what this is really about. You want this guy to put you over because you won't have to put him over. Hundred percent. Yeah, he he will have to present you, which will kind of be like he's giving you his championship, and you're assuming the new one at the same time. So that's a win-win yep. for you. Yep. And then the year after that, I just you won't show up. Have a, an engagement. So that's yeah, all. you won't show up. Yeah. That way, you'll be still reigning, defending, dance. Champion. If, yep. Yeah. Uh, the only thing, I mean, this is a great plan. I just, uh, I think it was on South Park. Cartman did this. Ah. Where he joined okay. the Special Olympics because he was going to smoke. <laughs> He's, no. Oh, yeah. No, this, yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. He got, he got, he got smoked. <laughs> he lost every no. bit. No. Do you have a dancing no. background at all? Uh, yes, you haven't seen. I mean, on remember on Raw that one time when I was like, oh. you know, I, I got a little too uh, a little too popular, so they tried to squash my character. I was dressing up as someone new every week. I happened to be a dancer, and I said, "Go out and get me a flesh-colored leotard. It is to be flesh-colored." Uh, yeah, and I went out there and rocked the place. Uh yeah, that must have been in between my firings. I must have missed. I that think part. it was. Yeah, yeah, that, I, think actually, I, I think I, I missed that part. Yeah. I would have I remembered. Which... Huh? Yeah. I just can't believe they would actually go out and get the flesh-colored leotard and allow him to do that. Of course they would. I... Yeah. I mean, if worst-case scenario, you have Damien Sandow, a.k.a. Aaron, uh, in a flesh-toned leotard dancing for everyone's amusement. I think at the very least, inside... So, well, hey, it is what it is, and uh, you know what? We have uh, plenty of time to uh, to redo. And, and by the way, if I go next year, I, I expect all of your full support. Oh, 100%. Well, yeah. I got to see the Thanks. roster. I'll mail it in. Thank you. Thank oh. you. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I got to see the roster, you know, because all of you check your phones now. Oh God, I really don't. Oh no, there it is. There it yeah, it's a picture. Oh of Jesus, <clears throat> yeah, there it is. Yep. See, I don't lie. There's our cover wow, this that week. Is, yeah, <laughs> that'll draw the attention. There's our cover. I do not. Problem lie. is, I can't look away. Like it's almost like a train wreck. Like you just. Oh. What, you did the, go what did the Usos do to get in trouble to have to be a part of that? <laughs> Dude, I had them like out there. They completely lost it. There was a point there where I almost lost it because I'm going, oh, crap. I'm losing like, it when, right now. Well, my grandmother, right? Brodus, you've met, I mean, Tyrus, you've met my grandmother, right? Yep. You, you've broke bread with her before. Yeah. She was folding clothes at my parents' house. And when I came out, she started screaming, oh, my God, he's bare-ass, he's bare-ass. So she really didn't know. <laughs> that was a, yeah. I, so I, I got a phone call for that one. <laughs> he's bare-ass. Yeah. Oh, that's great. But, hey, hazard to the job, right? The, the length we go to entertain. We, right, we've all done things that we've been kind of, like, on the fence with right in our careers. Yeah. Like, I've, segment, I've segment had a 500-pound black man hook me on national TV. So I don't exactly. feel feel bad at all about your flesh colored outfit when yeah when, you got you realize you gotta wrestle viscera and his uh what they called it what the visagra this oh my god yes. they did, they did do that. Do a, yeah. he did a splash on top of me but he did it where he was <laughs> face to ass mm. gave me a wedgie spun yep. around on top of me grabbed me by the neck and then proceeded to hump me and there's a picture where I'm fully selling it and putting it over, and it seems to be a picture that people bring up a lot. Uh, but yeah, Aaron, I understand we the things we do to entertain people. Yeah, right. And that's the side of wrestling where, like, if we're going to be serious, like for a second here, like the average person that thinks because even one of the judges was like, you know, the campiness of pro wrestling, you kind of overshadowed that. And I, I kind of scratched my head and I went, well, okay, I can understand where people, you know would think like oh wrestling's one way but they really have no idea no like what it's like to do something that you're not completely comfortable with not only in front of 10,000 15,000 people but you're on live television and you get one shot and then it's kind of funny cuz right like for those when we've all kind of been on movie sets before where like everything is just so and they make sure you're hydrated and this and that and there's you have so many takes where it's like they have no idea what it's like to go to the building that day Get your assignment, mm. go out there, rock it, and then drive, you know, three, four, sometimes five hours through the night and go do it again. Yep. Every sure. night. Yeah. So yeah, we also did actors. What were we thinking? Yeah. Because <laughs> you can always get a retake. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, that's, uh, that's it. That's kind of the name of the game. Which... Have you seen my drive-through thing on Netflix? Over a million views on TikTok, and uh, I still haven't made a dime. Have no, my no son options. watched the movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I got paid for the uh, that project, but I, I thought offers would be coming in, and I'm uh, I'm still here. Well, I guess there's the writer strike, but hey, yeah, that's gonna slow that down a scope. Yeah, just a scope. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing. There's no work for you to do because the guys who write it aren't working, Aaron. Well, hey. That, no. That's not my problem. That's theirs. Uh, no, that there that becomes your problem because then you can't get work. Yes, that, yes, I was 
I was being try, trying to be a bit humorous, of course. And uh, but no, that's hazards of the job, and that's why you have to be multifaceted, right? Like that's and, and again, wrestling has prepared, I think, all of us for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we're able to do different things, and like they, they really, you know, and I say they, the average person, they they don't understand, like if, especially like in WWE, what that place prepares you to do post WWE. It's like the best education, in my opinion, you could ever get because we've all been successful outside and after. Well, you can't do like going through the trials and tribulations of WWE. Like, there's not much. Like, that's a top game. That's the number one. You know, everybody wants to go there, but it's also the toughest place to stay at. Yep. Everything mm-hmm. else after that seems like not child's play, but like we've already been through World War. Everything yeah. else, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, okay, we're, we're battle-tested veterans. We've already went through the hardest part of the business. Everything else just seems easier to a certain extent. Maybe the answers come easier. Yeah, yeah. Agree. Yeah, I, I agree. And But it's, I don't know, it's the, um, the oh, new... Just no bullshit. Sooner, yeah. I don't know. You know yeah, I, mean? I think you. Yeah, I think it's like uh, you no longer need to be kissed first. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you know when it's coming. <laughs> you know that's the best way to look. Like uh, yeah. you're uh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is called a burial. Been here before. <laughs> uh, look, I'll save you the time. I'm just gonna take my ball and go home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just uh, you can write me off. <laughs> we'll be back with much more after this. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Well, it just doesn't, I don't know. It just, you just don't give a shit. Like, okay. Like it doesn't seem as important at that. You know, after that, after going through WWE, we're all, we've all got our own stories about how our experience is good and bad for right. WWE. But I know the things that I've dealt with, like just in the NWA, they're not nearly as hard or difficult as they were in, in, in WWE. Maybe because I was greener to the business and didn't know. But now, it's, I don't know, it just doesn't cut me as deep as it used to. 
And is, is that maturity with life? Yeah, I think or, so. Wisdom. I mean, you've already had the worst. Like, give a like, there's a lot of times we've all had the conversation where we're like, oh, fuck it. All right, never mind. All right, that's just how it is. There's nothing I can do about it. Instead of, whereas maybe as a young guy, I would have. Well, you carry, you don't carry. On it. You don't carry it as much. You know, before when you were. Plus, I, I think. Any, it doesn't matter. Any, whether it's WWE, NBA, major brand TV show, whatever the case may be, whenever you're dealing with, with a job with a high stress level and a low, low, there's a low room for failure. There's a low ceiling. Like you can't have too many fuck ups on TV because you won't be there for very long because there's always somebody That's in your live TV. Yeah. So there's that, that pressure, you know, I think that just that pressure that everyone, and some people thrive on it. Some people, it eats them up. Uh, and then there's that, then there's the, uh, the frustration stress when things aren't going your way, but you have to maintain like you're still happy with the decisions being made by the people that are over you. And I think that's the toughest part of the game because then when you get enough wisdom, you're like, you know what, if I don't like this, shit, why am I, what am I whining about? I can go work somewhere. Like you, you don't get into that position until you've, you've had it taken all away from you. You gotta, you gotta graduate. You know, like the first time you get fired, I think you're allowed to fall apart a little bit, you know, take two weeks, eat ice cream, whatever the hell it is you got to get through. But when you get to like your third and fourth firing in entertainment and sports and a firing is being cut, being released, being pulled, you know, whatever the situation is, that's the life. I mean, it's not a you're not throwing shade on anybody, you know, all the greats. They might say retirement, but it's a firing. Yep. You know, you're not going to be on TV anymore. Trust me, if they wanted you to keep working, they'd make you a manager. They'd put you in the microphone and interview people. Like, they could find places for you to be, to be seen on TV every week. But when they just say, hey, that's it, we're going to let you retire, um, very few get to make that choice. I mean, that's, that's, they get, they allow you to go out on your shield on your terms, and very few guys get that. And they, you know, I would argue most of them have earned that. And then there's the ones who just don't get it that will stay forever and because their accomplishments in the past were 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 major even though they don't really contribute anything new wise they're like a good feel good moment for the average fan those guys i think stay way too long like i i think they and they also i think they hurt young guys because they're bitter you know cuz their time's mm -hmm. over so they want to treat the young guys like shit. like it's their fault they aged out it's, it's their yeah. fault they didn't yeah. save their money you know like that, the WPW syndrome, yeah. Like in the late nineties, correct? Would you agree? Yeah, that with yeah, that yeah, yeah. Guys, like it was over, but they, you know, wrestling's the one where you can kind of cheat it a little bit. Yeah, you know, but not really. You, you're you're cheating. The fans will if the fans grew up watching you, they're gonna love you anyways. You know, but it's not gonna. It's gonna be more of an awe. You know. Yeah, yeah. So like, and, and I'm I'm not talking about like the. Um, like the Hall and Nash and those guys, because those guys, right up until the end, they produced and they were the hottest thing in the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, no. Uh, yeah, that's different. You know, there's like the older guard, like you know, even like pre them that that kind of hung around. And um, I, I think with all of us though, because we're aware of that, um, and a lot of the younger talent in NWA specifically has kind of like said, "Wow." you guys really want to help us. And that, that makes me feel good that we don't have that reputation. No. And, but also 
we get some of us get played a fool too. Well, and that's there, but we have to be willing to risk that because yeah, you can you can take a horse to water, but you can't make him take an arm drag. Pretty much, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Uh, you're not you're not kidding, man. Watching people take arm drags nowadays, like watching people amateur brain surgery. It's like because yeah, <laughs> flipping to the yeah. side feels better. Said no one. Yep. Oh man, fundamentals. Build a house. No, I'm building a castle. Yeah, but your castle sucks. Work. Your, your moat isn't dug. <laughs> Plumbing's uh, horrible. Your archer, yeah, your archer tower is uh, drafty. Awesome. Roof's leaking. Yeah. You're never gonna get it insured. Yeah. Huh. You got, you got <laughs> dysentery all up in that castle, man. So much dysentery. But guys, like, here's what I don't understand about maybe the younger generation. They want the adulations of people who haven't done anything. When we were getting in the business, we wanted to be like Dusty, like Harley, like whoever. And we would do everything we could to not, I wouldn't say emulate them, but we wanted to be just as good as them. So we made sure that we had everything we needed when we got to that point. I like, yeah, vividly wanting the respect of my peers, yes. especially people I looked up to or wanted to be where they were to like, I mean, getting th- those kind of compliments or like acknowledgements from guys you would grow up watching that you've kind of become close with because you've made it that far, but hearing them say things about you, that's all, that's all you need. Right. And that's yeah. all that satisfies. Yeah. You got to worry about when you surround yourself with guys at the same level and everybody gives everybody excuses, you know, like, oh, yeah, that was really good. That guy just didn't know what he was doing. No, no, no. If, if, <laughs> it, no, no, that means it was bad all the way around. <laughs> yeah. You know, Let, I was I good. A quick story? I, yeah, please, it's a podcast. I, I, okay, so, all right. So this is the day I received a five-star match from Dave Meltzer, all right? Let me set the scene. I'm in my penthouse apartment in Orlando. I got some floozy whose name I don't know next to me. I'm like, oh, what have I done? I have a bit of a hangover. You know, the night was a little rough, but it was EC3 style 101. So I stumble into the kitchen. I hit the Keurig going because I can't take a morning dump without the coffee. But I'm always clenching, so it's going to be a close call (laughs) once again. Eventually, coffee dropped. Got it in the can all right so phone oh where is it pull it out like did i do anything dumb but i'm getting all these messages like way to go congratulations i'm like what is going on and then one person texts me congrats on the nickel and i'm like what the did i do last night why did i get congratulations for a nickel but then i you know hop on twitter and like nxt takeover has two five-star matches this one and this one and I'm like sitting there taking a dump, hungover, not giving a crap. And I'm like, okay, cool. Couldn't care less. But what really made that five-star match mean something was the fact five individuals and myself went out there and we respected each other and we delivered. And an enthusiastic crowd reacted when we wanted them to react. And I came to the back and there's two guys that I would look up to, Shawn Michaels and Triple H, giving us a little standing ovation. That's all I needed, you know? So like yep. a five star match, who gives a shit? That's it. Yeah. I'm done. It's, it's no, but it's the opinion of one person essentially that audience. Of one. I don't know. Been in a ring. 
Well, I would like, certainly rather have have the adulation of Shawn Michaels and Triple H, the guys who've done those matches and have been there, and to the guy who sat in a room and typed up about. You know what I mean? Like who gives a you know, shit about that guy? I'm, I'm very happy that a paying customer got an exciting experience based on the work we put in. So, like, thank you, David. I appreciate that you enjoyed our work, but that just it just means nothing. I think that's, you know, you always wrestle for the audience of one, right? You, and the guy in the mirror. Like, you got to, and I'll always tell you, if I, I didn't like a match, I won't uh, think of anything else until I have another match. You know, if, yeah. if I don't like, if uh, I didn't like something, and it could be something little about, you know, just presence or uh, something doesn't go the way, I, something didn't, in my mind, it, it didn't play out the way I saw it, you know. Sometimes yeah. that's a good thing. Sometimes you'll go down a road you didn't see, and you'll be like, "Wow, this is worth it." And then sometimes you'll take a risk and go, and you come back and go, ah, "You know what? I don't think that I don't think we got as much out of that as we could have." So, yeah. but you're being honest with yourself, <laughs> and um, <laughs> but that's one thing that I feel like with guys today. If you tell them one of the things, like, "Hey, that opening spot was really confusing." Like it made it very difficult for the crowd to kind of figure out who was to cheer for, who was the boo, you know, because they assume everyone knows them because of their Facebook meal posts the night before. <laughs> so, you know, and their their cool pictures this of their is, lunch, but they th- this is something. Go ahead. Bro. No, go ahead. Go ahead. This, but this is something I'm learning too. Is that uh. Because we started the independent reconditioning shout out CYN Cooperative in Cleveland, Ohio, week one. Twelve brave souls have you know joined in, and when I'm doing independent reconditioning, it's about wrestling, but it's about life. So all these things I wrote and all these concepts I kind of came up with, based on what we did in FCW, what we did in NXT, what we've done in OVW, what we've done in Deep South, what everybody's like, how to apply all these things to people from an independent scene who just. They get trained by somebody, they get out there, they wrestle, they have no idea. But in three days, breaking everything down just from the fundamental lockup to hitting the ropes to like the initial movements, I see light bulbs going off and explaining it to them why we do these things and look at these things as opposed to looking at these things, like they're picking it up. I don't know if they val- like I'm asking them, you value what I'm saying? Is this exciting or is this boring you because it's so basic and fundamental? And they were not only saying this is very interesting and very exciting to where maybe these young guys just don't have the proper guidance and tutelage. And maybe it's up to guys like us to do our best to put it forward because we're the only ones that can save this business. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. think they have the point. Yeah. You know, I try to be nice the best I can. You know, I'm limited in those. And that aspect of things sometimes, I'm just like, the, my sarcasm just blows my mind. Um, hold it right there. We'll be back in a hot minute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Let me ask you guys this. Every one of you, if you were ever approached to train someone, right, someone came to you and said, I'm going to give you a certain amount of money to train me. Where, where do you draw the line? When do you say keep your money? When you know that it's uh, if they had a physical disability, which precludes oh, yeah. them from ever being able to use this skill set. Oh, God. Can you ever I'm, see yourself as a trainer saying, yeah, I'm going to train him anyway? Let me okay. let me go real fast before we get into this one, because when I was <laughs> doing a, I was doing, a, you know, having people Zoom with me to kind of get tell them about what the program I'm doing and stuff like that and just being open and honest. And right. Whatever. We had a, a guy who's been to one of my seminars. He's a wrestler and he's deaf. And like his hangup was like, can I ever really truly make it with this disability? And it was like being deaf is like the super hard. That's a very important sense. But I think that if you're programmed and trained right and around the right people, I'm not saying no, but there's probably a shot. But short of being deaf, I don't know another disability. What about being blind? That's a no. That's a hard no. no. And you have to, you would have to talk to that individual and be up front with them because that's being blind. Like that's, that's the one sense you have to have. I believe in pro wrestling. You got to be able to see what's around you, how people are reacting to you, where you're, not only that, but your opponent, what you can do with your opponent. Like you'd have to have that hard conversation up front. If you didn't, you're just taking advantage of that person. Unless Daredevil's sonar vision is real, yeah, no, which I don't think it is. I, I think it'd be cool if it was, but I don't think it is. I think you could do a spot of some kind, like a one-off thing, you know, but that wouldn't require training other than the, to go over the spot. You know what I mean? Mm. Aaron, you're a shyster. I mean, here's the thing, man. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> like, there are limits that I have. Right. Right? And if somebody with that disability, right, and again, we all have disabilities to a degree, right? Some of our disabilities are right, more yeah. prevalent. No, no, others. I'm just saying, like, but to be deaf and wrestle would be difficult in terms of hearing the crowd and reacting to the to crowd. To be blind is nigh impossible, okay? Yeah. And I'm, and here's why. Now, if if you are, like, if you are blind and you suffer from that handicap and you want to go get in the ring just because you want to see how it feels and it is, like, a very much a personal thing, great. But to yes. do it on a show and make a living at this, you cannot because we're professionals. I mean, we've been doing this how long? I mean, there, there's a long time, right? Like yeah. we're, we're all around the 20 year mark. How many times, because just the way somebody moves when someone sells, if someone does, isn't in the exact spot yep. you need them to be, have we had to make calculations? Yeah. 100% of the time, and we're all going to agree with this, we have to make adjustments constantly in there right yep if you can't see how would you know this so if, if you're like wanting to get in a ring and see hey this is how it feels and it's being sold as like hey yeah this is just the experience of what it is like 
But if you're being sold the idea of, hey, um, you can do this and make a living at this. Th no, you can't. And, and I'm sorry. Now, you can maybe get involved in creative storylines. And like there's it's not that there's not a position in the business for you, but it's very much a health and safety concern for other people. And um, and again, I, I, I feel bad because like people with disabilities, my heart goes out to them. Truly, like we're I'm, we're all blessed to have our faculties and everything like that. But there's some things that he, that we're not going to do, right? We're not going to go work on a rocket ship because we do not have the knowledge. We do not possess the cognitive ability to do this crazy math, right? That I don't even know what the math is called, right? So that that's the way this is. And I think like sometimes our society has gotten so soft to the point of where, oh, everyone can just be everything and do everything. And you know what? No, you can't. We all have innate gifts. We all have abilities and we all have some stuff that we can bring to the table and contribute, but not everybody can do everything. And that's just the way it is. I mean, that's just that, that, that and I know that speaks to kind of a bigger problem, but yeah, I mean, like people need to wake the hell up because this is getting way out of hand. And, and, and in general, like this is a, a bigger problem we have, but that's my piece. I said it and I'm sticking to it. No, do you think it's just this? Is it the schools that are the problem? Like the guys teaching the because there's no accreditation. You know what I'm saying? Like none, guy none wants to, yeah, a guy wants to learn to be a wrestler. Anybody who I myself, like if I wanted to learn to be a mechanic, I wouldn't go to a failed mechanic. I would want to go to a mechanic that worked on something, did something on his resume when you walked in his building to learn how to do an oil change, you see that he worked for Ford and he worked for Chevy and he won an awards and this guy knows what he's you're getting a real teacher uh with real stuff on it. Like if you went into Dr. Tom Pritchard's uh training facility and you looked at his wall of fame of guys he's trained, you'd be like, Okay. That's, he's basically that's pretty much everybody. Pretty much everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? So uh, from Brock to Kurt, uh, I think everyone in this room has been under the tutelage of Dr. Tom at one time or the other. Um, nope. Then that's like, that's good. If, if Dean Malenko opened a school, you know, you would go there. TJ Wilson opened a school, you would go there. But these guys open these schools with no real. And it's a, it's a thing because there's literally a school in every town. Oh, yeah. You know, and they and they charge these guys money. They kind of t take advantage of them a little bit. You you know, they'll and uh, you'll see some of the guys that they have as students, and you're like, "Who the hell's telling this dude they have a shot?" You know. But uh, you know, but then, but they can just go. They can always just do extremes, beat them, beat the hell out of themselves with light fluorescent light bulbs and stuff on the indie show, and call themselves a wrestler too. So, you know, that's that also yeah. comes down to the type of the type of individual on what kind of wrestler they want to be. Yeah. You got like, you guys, we've all like, we could have went to places to learn, but we ultimately wanted to be trained by somebody we respected and had done something. So we weren't willing to settle for the shit that's out there. A lot of these guys that we see now, they just want to, you know, they're happy with a hot dog and a handshake. Like they're content to be, superstars in their little town and that's why we're creating so many 
<laughs> schools because those local stars are now teaching another generation of of guys that really have no ambition to be anything bigger than what they what they see in their little town. And they also we have aspirations to go out to the world. Yeah, you trying to make you know you trying to make a living like that. But right. also they're bitter because they didn't make it right. So they got something to say about all the major wrestling organizations. You know, I used to love when I hear, "Well, yeah, that's up north." Be like, "What? You yeah, have a compass?" <laughs> <laughs> Any real teacher will want you to learn every style because yeah. if they're if they're worth their salt, if they know what they're talking about, if you want to make a living at this, you got to be able to wrestle anybody. That's yeah. I'm yeah. talking big, small, blind, fat. <laughs> yeah. wrestling a broomstick <laughs> you know mm-hmm. those are the guys you and, but you as a wrestler have to want that knowledge as well too you know what I mean yeah. don't dog on somebody for doing well, something different here's here you know and here's something that I, I've noticed where look there there is such a thing as toxic masculinity right there's such a thing as toxic everything because water in too much quantity if you ever have too much water or anything like that it can be toxic you can drown right yeah so that, yeah. The, the, the definition of toxic masculinity and the line to what is toxic and was not has been shoved so far that it has given rise to false alpha males to yeah. where you have people thinking that yeah my uh you know I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm, and I'm trying to articulate a better word because we're on the air. But let's just say they think they carry more weight and their opinion means more than it should. And they are entitled to have just as much input in a conversation that 10, 20 years ago, they would be kicked out of the room. Right. Yep. Right. And, and that's, that's the reality to where you have these people now thinking that they can, they pretend to be these giant alphas and hey yeah this is what i like no dude like you have no idea and 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 when i say alpha male i'm not talking about like again the the guy that's all jacked up with tattoos i'm just talking about a man that's secure in what they do that will not compromise their own personal principles for anyone right and at the same time hopefully they have a a gauge of what is right and what is wrong and uh and again i'm not going to get too much into it but it, it's really just disturbing because when you do try to stick up for what you believe in, you have to deal with these people and to not really have a conversation like it was 10, 15 years ago, it can be frustrating. And uh, yeah, that's, that's my story. I jumbled a bunch of words there. I'm sorry. I got <laughs> No, you, you articulated like basically there was a time that we could tell these guys, you you suck. You sh- you're the yeah. shit. Quit the business. But now yeah. we are have to be accepting at times. Uh, but they got to realize that they can't tie our boots, let alone be in the same room with us, with us yeah. at times to have those conversations. And I know that sounds horrible and mean, but that's the truth. And sometimes it's not always sweet. <laughs> Yeah, but no, but- we live in a time now where it's my truth. Uh, you know, and you're like, what? <laughs> what well, is that, your see, truth? That's so funny, right? 
like my truth, that negates the word truth because truth is this universal principle, right? Okay, the sky is blue. Well, in my world, the sky is red. Well, then you need to either take your glasses off or like just stop being an idiot, right? Because truth <laughs> is, it, it pervades everyone, right? Now, we can have individual opinions, we can have individual beliefs. But again, like the, the whole my truth, that, that is just kind of a it, it crumbles the foundation of society to where you can justify anything by saying, well, that's my truth. Well, so the rest of the world has to kowtow to that. Well, who are you? Are you better than me? What if my truth is I don't agree with that because I think it's stupid. Right. Like there's no premise. Like there's no precedent set. Yeah. And if you hurt their feelings, that's a crime. Oh. Huh. Uh-oh, he's getting upset. He's giving... Mm. That is the weirdest thing to me, though. You you hurt my feelings, so you said something I didn't like, so you 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 can't work anymore. You have to go. <laughs> I mean, think about yeah, that. You... Look, what happened at Dodger Stadium, okay? Uh, look, I'm a practicing Catholic. I'm not going to enforce my beliefs on anyone else. I'll talk about my spirituality, right? I'll openly discuss why I believe what I believe, my rationale and reasoning behind it based on what I believe to be solid evidence, but I'm not going to impose on anybody. Right. But you can have the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, which clearly mocks something that I believe yeah. in, right? Mm -hmm. And... You know, I, I can't express that. And, and if I go against that, well, I'm a bigot. I'm insensitive. Come on. Come on. You know, I, I'm friends with a lot of nuns. And, and I mean that. Like, there, there's nuns that I've... I've oh, I believe it. Oh, no, I bet totally you could see you in a sanctuary with a nun. I, I've seen it. I, I've seen, I've seen the show. He is... He, when it comes to his religion, he's, he's, he's in. He's in. He's very fun to talk to. Like, about what that. about that? Like, what about the people that offend that? And what was funny about that was if you looked inside Dodger Stadium, there it, was it was a ghost town. Yeah, so like that, it was a that ghost to town. Me is like, yeah, like we have to have some kind of semblance on right and wrong. And I think, like, look, the Harvey Weinstein's of the world—they're pieces of garbage. You take advantage of someone based because, like, you're in a position of power. I hate that. Okay, I personally detest that. So we need to get past that. But at the same time, we need to have some kind of governing system to say enough is enough. Because, I mean, this is getting out of control. And, and, and our business is kind of, a you know, microcosmically speaking, like that's what we're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. But, you know, it, it's also kind of indicative of a bigger picture going on in the world. Yeah. Well, I, I think everything you're talking about, too, it just seems that that supposed uh, – non-vocal majority has starting to speak and rebelling against it. So didn't the Dodgers also lose the game? Like the biggest loss they've ever had in their hundred year history or they had some sort of the giants. Had a good, I think the, was, yeah. The giants beat them pretty good. I think if I remember right. I well, the I mean, there you go. I guess, you know, try not having God on your, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, and Hey, did, did you guys see that church that was supposedly struck by lightning? Because they uh, had yeah. a, a pride. Uh, okay, yeah. And, okay, now this is just to like lighten the mood. That was not the case. That church 
is literally the town next to the town I grew up in. And they did not have a pride event or anything. So, so that was propaganda too, right? So like there's, there's propaganda on both sides of the fence. And, and that's what I'm like, what disgusts me and why I have to take a break from social media. Did they just cut him? He's done. They got, got him. They, they got him. They got Aaron. Unbelievable. Oh, oh he almost said it all. He almost knew where the, he was going to give us the evidence of the grassy knoll. <laughs> so what? Who, who, who does he think he is? RFK on YouTube? They're just going to cut him? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's back. Yeah, he, he got the message. <laughs> He'll come back on talking about, hey. Uh, is the FBI, FBI knocking on your door right now? Yeah. Well, I think the basic principle of it is, is guys, I don't care what other people do. But just don't force me or expect me to do and believe what you do. You know what I mean? I don't want to bother nobody. And if you want to live your life and do whatever, go for it. Just don't force me to think that way or for me to live life like that. Isn't that the basic principle? That it comes I mean, that's to? what it really should be because, uh, I mean, true. I don't want to worry about what anybody else is doing in their damn bedroom. I, don't, well, I just don't care enough for human beings. Shit. Got enough problems. Yeah. Yes. Nobody cares. No. Mind your own business. Yep. Thug to a friend. Ask you know you know how it goes, Aaron. Amen. Amen. <laughs> know that. You ain't lying. But 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 right, isn't that like true how like we're again, as we all you know, try to again navigate the world we live in, right? Where we're inundated with these these lies pretty much, right? From social media and, and we're getting it from all ends. At some point, I mean, I just think human reason has to take over. Otherwise, we're we're in for some some trouble. But but to EC3's point, I do think a lot more people now are kind of having their eyes opened and just kind of saying, "Okay, wait a minute now. Let's let let's rethink all this stuff." So that's there is hope in my opinion. Yeah, I I think uh, EC3 said it best. The silent majority said, "What what? Somebody hold my beer. What?" <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, this majority isn't like you know hard hardcore conservative or Republicans or whatever. These are just normal people who you know are not tied into the news cycle like maybe somebody that works for Fox News would be or anybody that's like fully obsessive and nonstop indoctrinated with this stuff. These are normal people that work their job and raise their families, but then they keep seeing this, you know, happen when it happens close to them. They're like, wait a minute, wait, what's this? Like, I'm fine with that, but I'm, but this is, I don't know. This is too much. Yeah. I think that's, and that's the way it needs to go sometimes is that it takes the adults in the room to show up to slow things down because it's, it is getting, you know, the, the sensitivity level, of this country right now is just unbelievable. You can't tell anybody anything that they don't, or at least they, at least they try to try to propagate that narrative, not to steal something from EC3's line, but like they, they try to make it to where, you know, that's, that's the norm, but you know, disagreeing with people is a common thing. It's, it shouldn't be, if your world is that fragile, you know, that you can't have someone disagree with you or not know your name, um, you need to get out more. Yeah. And disagreement facilitates discussion if handled properly and discussion can facilitate improvement. Right. Because you can see where someone else is coming from and you can then let like again, arrive at the truth. And so many people nowadays are concerned with winning an argument and not concerned with arriving at the truth. 
Right. So. Well, here's some hard uh, truth. We have reached the end of our journey. Um, uh, maybe that was a poor choice of words, given the result of today. Um, <laughs> the results of I just read the, uh, yes, the sub. Sub didn't make it. Been, yep. That's, that, man, did you see people just like. La- laughing at these guys and wishing. Yeah, I've seen stupid ass memes over this stuff, guys. Like, yeah, they're making fun of them because they live their life. Life is full of risks, man. You know, and mm-hmm. and yeah. and uh, I'm sure that's not the turnout that they wanted. But you know, at least they're doing something. They're doing. They're living their best life, and you got to take chances. Life's hard, and you know, this was a, a terrible accident. But again, people who don't have anything in the game. And you got all the time in the world to comment about other people's lives and their choices and what they should do and what they shouldn't do just goes to show how out of the game you are, you know, and being jealous. And it just shows their jealousy and their small mindedness to try to make fun of somebody who's successful and and did something that was cool and wanted to do what was cool. And, and it's just, you know, it's like, oh, it's like an astronaut goes to the moon and something happens. And, you know, should we shut down the moon program? No. You learn from what happened uh, because the the ocean needs to be discovered. The ocean needs to be studied. So it's just one of those things where you it's it sucks. It's misfortunate, Whoa. but it, but just the way they even give information now, you just can't come out. You've known this for a few days now. You just can't come out and give bad news. You got to make it sound like you just. I feel so bad for the families because they just play with their heartstrings. You know they. Oh, we, you know, we, we're not ready to say this. We're not ready to say that. And then they come out and say it. You know, the subway debris was found. Well, then there's a good chance that the the, the people are have, are gone. You know, so why not just tell us the bad news? You know, they try to like sweep it and like they're just afraid. There's just no deliver. There's no there's no backbone anymore. You just don't see people come out. And tell people like it is, and I hope to God they told the family first before they made the press uh, announcement. You know, because mm-hmm. I don't want to find out on a on a news show that my my loved ones are gone. You know, I think that's. But you know, people don't that's live shitty. in real worlds either because they just assume that they're just going to show up because they don't realize that life is is short and quick. And some no. people, you know. But I always laugh at people who always want to tell other people how to live their lives. And then you look at them and you're like, I don't think you should be doing that. <laughs> there you go. You've never you've never been hated on by somebody doing better than you. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. That's yeah. 100%. Yeah. They're not going to sit online all day and, and troll you around. So That is the truth. Yeah. But. All right. Take it home, buddy. All right, man. For more podcasts like this, just like this, you can check us out at foxnewspodcast.com. This has been Tyrus and the Wiseman. Until next time, fellas. Listen ad-free with Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. In these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.